the Queer Movie Podcast. I'm Jazza John. And I'm Rowan Ellis. Each month we meet to discuss a queer movie from a different genre of cinema. This month's genre is... Queer Queer Comedy! comedy. Oh, yes, very much thank you, Madam Good. (laughs) (laughs) But before we reveal this month's movie, because absolutely no one will have read the title of this episode, Rowan, can you tell me what the gayest thing you did this month is? Um, so I did a like three hour live stream one evening when my roommates were out where I just played and sang show tunes. <laughs> and it was That's that's actually glorious. the most rowing thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's perfect. And, it, and we did some stuff from Lacage Fall, which is the musical adaption of the play that this very well we haven't spoiler, announced. God damn it! In which case ignore everything. <laughs> Um, so for me, the gayest thing I did this month was very much Eurovision. So you oh, yeah, you will know, great. Rowan, that um, Eurovision takes up at least 33% of my brain. Obviously. Um, I know far too much about it. I love it so much. It's a celebration of international relations, peace, through the magic that is song and glitter, and very often some kind of random drag queen act that very often, they d- tend to do very well in the Eurovision, actually, by the way. Um, Israel won with a cult spoiler with a culturally <laughs> with a culturally appropriative I think uh, all the people who care probably know who won by Yes now. yeah no no they probably <laughs> do um with a culturally appro- appropriative song where um the Israeli entrant wore a kimono and had a load of Asian money cats with the paws swinging standing behind her nothing to do with the song absolutely Fine, though, because it's Eurovision and cultural appropriation doesn't exist in Israel. Cool. Um, And the song itself was also a ballad about chickens. Cool. Um, I feel like I didn't miss much. Uh, Um... You missed... (laughs) No, missed genuinely one of the best and most diverse, in terms of musicality, um, uh, like things of Eurovision, years of Eurovision that there have ever been. Send me each song as a vine and then I'll... (laughs) on that dead social media site yeah sure as always we gave you options on twitter for films under the genre we're doing this month queer comedy films they were priscilla queen of the desert the birdcage get real and i love you philip morris the results were nine percent get real for poor get real I was actually kind of looking forward to that, but I, I will. Uh, 23% I Love You, Philip Morris. Which I haven't watched, and I'm annoyed that we didn't get to do. Um, 33% dramatic pause. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, that means with 35%, the winner is The Birdcage. This is the closest runoff that we've ever had. We've, the other out two of the were, three that well, we've done. Well, yeah, like, the, the other two have been absolutely like storming. Like, like over 50% massively landslides. the landslide. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this one. I mean, but this one we've said already last week. We wouldn't have minded doing any of these. No, we all of really... these are legit, like yeah. great movies, or at least I thought that. Oh, <laughs> until into it. I rewatched The Birdcage. Um, so usually we we like to um, sum up how we felt about the movie that ended up being selected uh, by giving it basically a new a new title, a new marketing hook, if you will. Rome, what would you have renamed The Birdcage? Um, not as good as Lacage Fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I'm not gonna the marketing of it wouldn't have done that well mm-hmm. but it was more accurate 
Are you talking about um, uh, La Cage Fall, the French play, or La Cage Fall, the musical? I'm an uncultured swine, so not the French play. Um, the musical, it is my favourite musical of all time. And I watched The Birdcage so long ago, and I, I'd completely blanked it, and I'd watched so many like productions of La Cage since then. Um, and then I came back to watch The Birdcage, and I was like really excited for what I thought it was. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is different. Uh, this is a real different time. Uh, so my alternate title is <clears throat> The Story of Val, the Most Ungrateful Child in History. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's the villain of the piece. We'll get into it. We'll explain who yeah, everybody we is. Um, uh, we'll but yeah, explain all these. Here we go. Dramatic. Queer movie podcast episode three. Um, Bird Cage. Take Ooh. one. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So last week when we were doing Moonlight, right, we started with like themes. Oh, this is a different movie. <laughs> yeah, because but because we were like, oh, the themes of Moonlight. It is an Oscar winner. Mm. However, I put to you the themes of the birdcage, acceptance, family, morality, gender, masculinity, the same themes as Moonlight, Jazza. Why was this not... Did this get any Oscar nominations? We should have looked this up beforehand. Yeah, we did. We definitely... No. I, I realised now that I was like, oh, I've done everything. And I was like, oh, no, all of the, like, context and things we should have known I did. I forgot to look up. I basically was like, oh, I know it, it's kind of based on a play. And I was like, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. For me. It was one trench. It's fine. I was kind of really surprised how serious a lot of the tones were. And I think mm-hmm. that especially... So I haven't seen this probably since I was a teenager. Oh, yes. Yeah, which, by the way, was a very long time He's ago. He's very old. I'm so, I'm so old now. Uh, and I don't know... I remember this being like a hilarious movie. I remember mm-hmm. loving it as a kid. And I don't know if it's because I've been jaded and became <laughs> aware of the way that like queer people are treated in yeah. the world now Now that I'm out of my like suburban South England bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that it all ended up kind of like crashing down, especially the themes of masculinity yeah, and like 100%. the themes of like types of family and conservatism mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Well, the trailer cuts it like a proper comedy. The trailer like packs in so many of the jokes and yeah. none of the like serious themes or commentary or anything like yeah. that. I want a palimony agreement and I want one now. Well, I don't have a palimony agreement on me right now. Is tomorrow all right? Don't use that tone to me. What tone? That sarcastic, contemptuous tone that means you know everything because you're a man and I know nothing because I'm a woman. You're not a woman. Oh, you bastard. What we normally do in this um, podcast, normally two episodes in, um, (laughs) is split it into like thirds, Mm -hmm, like different mm -hmm. acts um, and kind of go through bit by bit. And the first act, like the first 20 minutes, half an hour of a film... I maybe laughed once and I was I was watching it and I was like, this is meant to be a comedy, what's happening? And then I realised, oh, it's a comedy for straight people. We're meant to be laughing at Albert. We're meant to be laughing at I the gays. I was like, this blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, this isn't funny one. It took me so long and I was like, oh no, we're meant to find them funny because they're gay. Yeah, we're meant to be finding camp eccentricities and just the fact that there's people, there's menses in dresses. Mm-hmm. Um, we're meant to be finding that hilarious. And so as a result, I was also like half an hour in and was like, oh, I quite like these these characters, yeah. but where be comedy? Oh, wait, yeah, I'm meant to be just laughing at the fact that he screams. And I think that it's like, but I, so I don't, I'm going to give the film some credit and that I don't necessarily think it's that we should be finding it funny. Mm-hmm. I think it said it knows it's for an audience that will find it funny, but then, like, the entire movie is about how that's a really awful thing yeah, for yeah, you to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But I... Um, I mean, we'll question... We'll, we'll talk about, like, the straight rating later on and how straight people might feel about the film. Um, but I, I think it'll be interesting to see whether they actually 
got that message mm-hmm. or whether they were like, oh, Senator Keeley is so awful. I'm nothing like him. And like, don't actually see themselves reflected. Like they've been laughing at this character for the first half hour of this film. Yeah, I wonder how the public opinion would have been mm-hmm. after this movie if they picked up on the subtle themes. Are you crazy? It's out of the question. You can't get married, not even 18. Who is this boy, Barbie? When was the last time you saw him? Please don't call me Barbie. This afternoon at two o'clock. We've been sleeping together for a year. Oh, God. Has he been tested? Oh, Kevin! Yes, and so have I. Oh! We should introduce the uh, cast of yes, this movie. Yes, absolutely. Um, you were talking about the fact that this is the, probably the first Robin Williams movie that yeah. you've f- seen since uh, he passed away. Um, I genuinely started to tear up just like from seeing him on screen mm-hmm. and like being super vulnerable. And then like, and that was right at the beginning and there's some other stuff that happens that he says like throughout the film. I was like, oh, that gets me with the context as well as with the film and the yeah, fictional yeah, world yeah, yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, he plays Armand who is the owner of a drag club mm-hmm. um, and he has a partner who is a man. Uh, <gasps> I know. Mm. How wild um, <laughs> called Albert who is the drag queen star of um, his drag club, Starina. Starina. They must have thought long and hard, <laughs> long and a, hard about it. The classic drag. Yeah, yeah. Name. So they, they are the two kind of characters that this whole movie kind of leans on and revolves around. Um, uh, Albert is played by Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, an over-the-top kind of like parody. But mm. I'd a hundred percent know people like this in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we're then supported by um, Val, who is the villain of the piece, as we were saying. Oh, yes. Um, uh, it's Dan Fatherman, and then uh, Val's girlfriend, Barbara, uh, who is um, uh, played by Calissa Lockhart, um, who I found out is married to Harrison Ford. Oh, no Fun way. fact. They, are gonna, they would be a really fun couple to hang out with they would be mm-hmm. uh and then there is barbara's parents who is the um senator keely and i don't think i don't think she's ever no, no, called no, anything m- other than mrs, mrs. keely <laughs> yeah, i think even the senator calls her mrs <laughs> keely uh played by gene hackman and christine Berners. nailed it <laughs> yeah that's the cast that's pretty much the cast um so obviously like if you haven't watched this i would still you could still watch it. Like, it wasn't like Moonlight where we were like, turn off this podcast, immediately go watch this film before you listen to this. So we're encouraging them to... Yeah, I would say you can listen to us talk about the movie, but still appreciate it yeah. afterwards. I mean, but we are going to spoil everything. Yeah, but we Just... are going to spoil everything. <laughs> Full disclosure. But also, I don't think there's particularly anything um, particularly spoiler-worthy. Like, yeah. you, there's a, um, a same-sex family and a conservative family. The kids want to get married. Hilarity ensues. The second act turn... Is a surprise if you don't know it. Oh, yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that in a sec. I'm on. The Kennedys are here again for supper. Third time this week, you want to pick up their uh, tab. Ted? No, it's the uh, younger ones. Wish we could get Ted. Give him a free round of coffee. The opening at the drag club with We Are Family, I was like, oh, could this be a thematic song? <laughs> <laughs> that maybe is then played out at the end of the movie oh, to show, oh, ooh, let's cyclical. hammer this theme home. <laughs> um, um, I, was, I was somewhat annoyed about this. First of all, um, the drag queens 
wonderful, brilliant, mm-hmm. very good. The outfits were not coordinated. Um, <laughs> uh, there was obviously no tucking happening because we see a quick change afterwards and he's just wearing a jock strap. Um, fine, you do you. If you can still pull off the illusion, that's fine. But in, I feel like in 2018, the tuck is important. <laughs> And then also we see there's like some stuff happening with Armand at the very, um, uh, like when they're between numbers and they're getting ready and putting on um, an American headdress, uh, a Native American headdress. And I'm like, oh, this still happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like we're like, oh, it was the 80s. It's, like, it's no, different no, no, no. then. It's like, oh, no, this is still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still and then they're in uh, like these glittered Native American headdresses and like spangles everywhere like with fake like horses. fake horses trotting around going, Andale, Andale. And I wasn't sure. I'm pretty sure... I was sure. like, that's a very... I mean, that's, Though, that's mixed stereotypes in like multiple <laughs> cultures. Very confused. Do people in South Beach, Florida think that the Native Americans Who are Spanish? Knows? Who knows? It was it, I, I. I enjoyed the ridiculousness of it, but also appreciated that that's probably something that wasn't picked up on at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there are some things that I picked up on that I'm like, I don't know if the straight like in inverted commas audiences, general audiences would have picked up on in terms of like Albert's characterization. Mm-hmm. Where although Albert is like, I suppose hysterical is the word, mm-hmm. which I'll get into later. Um, there's also like a jet, and I think that they might pick up on the idea of like the sort of the the drama and the selfishness and the like self-absorbed nature mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Albert. Whereas I was like picking up on the fact that it was like he was really worried about if Val had eaten, if Val was okay, like making sure everyone was all right and doing all this, being dramatic but like ultimately actually caring at mm-hmm. the same time and mm-hmm. that being like just as genuine, um, which I really liked. I think that they set up a really interesting dynamic of like what would be seen as like vaguely heteronormative like dad behavior and mum behavior yeah of, like yeah, the mum's yeah, really yeah. worried about you and the dad's like my boy <laughs> and like to- the very toasts and like smashes the glass on the telephone and is like just being an awkward dad and being like oh i'm so glad you've cut your hair and, like the amount of times that my dad is like does a what he thinks is a subtle comment about like oh yes your hair is looking much better and i'm like oh because i went to the hairdresser's dad i understand yeah. <laughs> thank you what um, did you think about uh, the portrayal especially in this opening scene where uh, albert or Starina is kind of like throwing a diva uh, fit saying that she's not going to perform what did you think about the stylization of like their characters together and their relationship whatever I am he made me I was adorable once young and full of hope now look at me I'm this short fat insecure middle aged thing I made you short (laughs) so I really liked the sort of um it felt like an old married couple thing in that this was clearly a scene that had played out before and they knew their roles. And mm. this was like, like Robin Williams's character, Armand was very much like, had a comeback for everything and was like, knew ultimately that they was like, okay, we're going to have to do this thing. Yeah, we're going through a dance drama. to but, like, actually get you on stage. I put it down as like, it's like a dance with words, like um, in my notes, mm-hmm. because it was that, that kind of back and forth that I kind of really enjoyed. And I think if... Robin Williams's character hadn't treated Albert like shit later on in the movie. I uh-huh. might be inclined to be like, this is kind of a fun like dynamic. And I was thinking that at the beginning. I was like, mm-hmm. I really like the idea that it's this straight man in invert, you know, mm-hmm. pun in, not intended. Um, <laughs> something something that I uh, became increasingly aware of throughout the film is how um, all of the affection is shown through words rather than actions a lot of the time. I think yes. that the most physical that they get is... Um, putting a hand on um, Armand putting a hand on Albert's hand mm-hmm. that was a weird sentence to say yeah. but 
we never see like a kiss. We see like a, a mm. dance and like something like that. There's more. Not... There's more physical intimacy between Armand and Val's mother in the scene where yeah. they dance together mm-hmm. than that is in. And there's like a dance scene. That's like a slow dance scene, but they're mm-hmm. dancing with the other couple. Yeah. So I would. I would all. I would perhaps hesitate to say that this is. Uh, kind of like showing this is them trying to tone down the gayness for the straight mainstream yeah. audience 100%. but I don't think that that ne- would necessarily be the case because one of the themes that I think runs through this movie is internalised homophobia oh 100% uh, and I think that especially in the past there were uh, like straight uh, same sex couples were perhaps less likely to be affectionate in public or to even be affectionate with one another behind closed doors mm-hmm. because of this because I mean, we grew up in a homophobic world. Yeah. They grew up in like a properly like yeah bad times. But I think that it's it feels a bit like of a sticking point to do that within a movie which is about acceptance, mm-hmm. and then to still not have. I mean, I'll go into this a bit when we go talk about the last third, but to to end it on the heterosexual couple mm-hmm. in a freeze frame and uh, not yeah. have. The, uh, the gay couple ever like kiss each other yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Hmm, okay well in this like I can understand if it was making a commentary in a like hard boiled way about the period but mm-hmm. I, d- I don't think for me it kind of pulled it off in terms of like what it was trying to say mm-hmm. sensibly as well yes I wear foundation yes I live with a man yes I'm a middle aged fag but I know who I am Val Took me 20 years to get here, and I'm not gonna let some idiot senator destroy that. Fuck the senator. I don't give a damn what he thinks. Uh, although we obviously sound like we're sucking all of the fun out of this movie, there are some oh, brilliant, no. I, I... brilliant comedic um, parts in this. The 100%. fact that um, their house... House, what do they call him? Like house a houseboy? Or a house servant or something? I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's houseboy. Um, Agador from... Um, oh, where's he from? Uh, Guatemala. Yeah. Uh, you can't handle my Guatemalanness. <laughs> I um... remember quoting that for years. For years and years <laughs> and years. Uh, and he, so in order to kind of placate Albert when he's uh, getting ready and getting transformed into Starina... He gives him um, pyrin tablets, and and, uh, and Armand is like, "What are you giving? What are you giving to Albert? Are you giving him drugs now?" And it's like, "No, it's just aspirin with the air and the S right off." <laughs> Which I was like, "Yeah." I know, but this is like it's it's this really domestic situation. So like um, when like when he came in and and Val is like drinking out of the carton and he like really passive aggressively like hands him yeah like, like this was the dynamic between these three men was clearly something which was like felt played out and made sense mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and val coming in i don't think used to be a destructive thing i think it was very implied that like they were this like tight-knit group mm-hmm. um but there was like this there's this line where robin williams says since when do you drink beer yeah val. and i was like there are so many lines in it that could i think be throwaway if you aren't looking for them that you're mm-hmm. like oh, this says, this is really implying that, like, this heteronormative and cisnormative, like, life that he's having outside of this, like, safe house it's almost is making, kind of, is changing him. It's, it's making almost, him an arsehole. Yeah, 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 It's kind of like the reverse of what happens to a lot of queer people when they're growing up. Mm-hmm. So they grow up in, like, in a, in a smaller town and yeah. they'll be able to, like, uh, they have to play it straight in order to survive. I definitely did. Mm-hmm. And then you go away to university or to college and all of a sudden you can reinvent yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I got to 
like play it being queer and I feel like Val is perhaps playing it being straight yeah um uh, and Dingley what... thinks like yeah straight oh. people should do yeah, yeah yeah and what I think like getting married getting married and drinking beer <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if there were two main main tropes of straight people, it would be beer and marriage. I want to hear you say it's okay before Albert comes up and starts screaming. I can't, and I won't. This is too crazy. You do this, you're on your own. You got that sport, you don't come back here, you don't ask me for anything, okay? okay. I don't want anything to do with it. Well, okay. okay, if that's how you feel about it. I do. Right. Goodbye, Pop. Goodbye, son. Are you sure you called my bluff? <laughs> no, it was good, though. Really? Bad. I think I backed off on a little bit of <laughs> Tell me it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, so it was at this point that we get introduced to uh, Barbara. Um, uh, they are introduced. It's the, a very conservative senator who is the chair of the Council for Moral Order. Something like that. Something, Something like very that. Something very Handmaid's Tale. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, we find out, surprise, surprise, they're um, stereotypical conservatives. Uh, they live up in Ohio, I believe, somewhere in the north. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she suggests that they um, end up, that they come down to Florida and they meet Val's parents. And she weaves a story that uh, Val's dad, um, uh, Robin Williams, is uh, the cultural attaché to Greece. Of course, which is, it's so, it's so like close. She's clearly trying to make it super close to what um, he does in terms of like culture, um, 200 degrees. And then it's like, and what does the mother do? And she pauses, it's like, oh shit, and just goes, oh, how's how's life? Life? <laughs> and is it, Isn't that nice even these days? Yeah, <laughs> so good. He's a cultural attaché to Greece. Really? What the hell is that? Why that, um... That's a kind of a diplomatic post, isn't it? it? It's a sort of an ambassador. What does the mother do? She's a housewife. Well, that's really refreshing, isn't it, Kevin? So, yeah, I mean, there was just some lines in there. That this was where the comedy started for me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, it's because I'm laughing at the conservative. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I see what's We're happening now. That is why um, um, So they decide, uh, after they find out that uh, Senator Keeley's co-chair has been found dead with a prostitute, uh, they they decide that they're going to distract the media with a wedding of a senator. Are these things that take up a lot of the news cycle in a way that's going to stop? Well, apparently. Well, apparently. Well, appa- basically, the power of heterosexual love can <laughs> we'll cure any <laughs> any ailment. Well, no, you joke, but um, Mrs. Keeley says that love and it will be love and optimism versus cynicism and sex. <laughs> And I'm like, yes, and I think I actually know which one I'd prefer. Would you like the cake delivered, Albert? Yes, please, and don't forget to write to my piglet from his auntie on it. You got it. Oh, thank you so much, <laughs> Mr. Boynton. I want to get back before he wakes up. I'm just going to try this oh. sample. Chocolate schnecken. Mmm. 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 A triumph. Well, bye 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 Perhaps one more schnecken for the road, do you mind? When the schnecken beckons. At, at, at the 
beginning when uh, before um Val has actually interacted with um Albert at all. Um, we see Albert going out into the community and I like was, yep, that's being like a, 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 like it's clear that these guys are firm popular mm-hmm. pillars of this community yeah, in 100%. South Florida. They are accepted and loved and asked after, mm-hmm. um, encouraged oh, to eat next chocolates. Notes. We are so in tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but then he, uh, so Albert goes and uh, gets a cake. Um, commissioned? Do you commission cake? Commissioned a cake. <laughs> he's commissioned what a cake. What is a cake? <laughs> I prefer commissioned. Yeah. So he's commissioned, <laughs> he's commissioned a cake for Val and says, Dear Val, from your auntie. And I'm like, but you're his mum. <laughs> but that's that's but that's very obviously the role that you play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the fact that that kind of encouragement of having two fathers mm-hmm. or calling the second father mum or wh- yeah. however you want to portray that is relegated to auntie. Yeah, and I think it was. It's not like the equivalent of a, a stepmother relationship in terms mm-hmm. of like if it was a straight couple and the and the arc of the character was accepting this new mu- this new woman into their life or anything like that and like having that thing about like I'm I know I'm not your real mum but I hope that I could be like a mother to you and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that stereotypical thing with straight partnerships it's literally like these two men have always been his parents yeah yeah, yeah. just one of them there's a big scrapbook <laughs> one <laughs> like, of them spurned and the other one didn't and that's literally the only difference between them <laughs> And it's so, oh, Sorry, it's I'm so still, sad. I'm still hung up on you calling it sperming. Stop, it's so sad. <laughs> you should have told me he was coming. I'm so ashamed of the way I acted last night. But how could I know? The truth is, you can't stand sharing your son with me. You're always pushing me away. Oh, will you look at this shirt? It's a rag. No matter how many shirts I send that boy, he only wears this one. There are a series of... Um, uh, really heartbreaking scenes where Val basically projects his homophobia onto his parents. Mm-hmm. And so there's the one where he talks with Armand uh, and basically says, we need to straighten this place mm-hmm. up a bit and we need to send uh, Albert away and uh, you need to not wear foundation. It is quite kind of a funny scene where he like puts his finger across his cheek and then uh, scrapes the foundation on the wall, the wall. <laughs> and it's like those are freshly sponged walls <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like that's another like that was such that's where I realised about the first 20 minutes of the film is because I'm like oh we're meant to find it funny that he's like because they're, they're using like dicks as like dicks are funny this will be funny and I, so they were like look at all these dicks around this apartment uh-huh. and I'm just like oh I'm meant to find it really funny that he's like telling his parents that he doesn't like fundamentally like mm-hmm. what there they was... are and who they are but it's funny because dicks the, I feel like the the audience at the time in the mid 90s are meant to be like yeah he probably should like yeah. check the way that he walks and because Val is literally saying maybe you shouldn't talk very much or walk very oh, much oh that's yeah to us, so he's been doing this is like a really interesting turn to me in this movie is that it's all been focused on Albert mm-hmm. and then when Albert's like out of the like the Albert can't come and then like the, okay Albert can come but Albert has to be Uncle Al mm-hmm. um by the time we get to the point where the parents the other parents arrive it's all been turned on Armand because mm-hmm. it's like actually there's no there's no right way to be gay so you mm-hmm. have to be straight and like there was and I think that was a really interesting like development that was quite subtle underneath it was never explicitly said which was like Armand becoming more okay with his femininity mm-hmm. like that by the end he's like 
crying as well and like that to me was like a really interesting arc that was super understated mm-hmm. um and that was that was weaved in with like lines about val talks about the fact that when he was at school Armand told him to to tell everyone that he was a businessman he was yeah, like don't yeah, let yeah. him know um and like Armand says some things like it must have been so hard for Val growing up like he did and I'm like what in a loving household with two like with a stable relationship between two parents who really loved him mm-hmm. and like the, a community that thought their family was like a pillar of the community oh how terrible for him but it was that internalized homophobia that like weaved its way through the whole mm-hmm. thing there were in these little throwaway lines that I was like oh god oh that hit me real mm-hmm. hard in the heart yeah and that kind of like internalized homophobia then gets projected onto Albert and mm-hmm. Armand agrees that it's probably a good idea for Albert to try and to to check out for a couple of days yeah uh, and they'll invite in um Val's biological mother uh, who he's never met, never met. Mm-hmm. Like, like <laughs> ridiculous premise. And so he tries. So Armand tries to break this to um, uh, to Albert very unsuccessfully. Um, fakes a broken ankle, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, at some point. And it, like th- this whole thing like breaks Albert's heart. Um, uh, and then he decides to run out and uh, and leave. We've been robbed. <laughs> no, Albie, no, I I just taken a few things out. They'll all be in place by the time you get back. Back? Where am I going? You didn't tell him. What? Tell me what? Val's fiance is coming tonight with her parents. And we thought... We thought it'd be better if you weren't here. I see. I see. It's just for tonight. I understand. It's just while people are here. When when it's broken to Albert that they don't want him to be there, mm-hmm. um, and they literally say, we thought it would be better if you weren't here, uh, Albert says, like, oh, don't worry, the monster, the freak, is going to leave, and you're going to be safe. <laughs> and there's kind of... There's this thing about, like, the the queer person who cannot hide... So yeah. it's it's suggested that um, Armand is 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 incredibly camp and wouldn't be able to uh, pass as straight, but he he could be straight passing. Yeah. Whereas there's no way that somebody like Albert is able to uh, come across as anything other than queer. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we, especially for like straight passing people like me. I mean, I have my moments. You do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm generally straight passing unless yeah, I'm explicitly unless I'm explicitly queer. Um, uh, by explicitly queer, I mean wearing glitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pride. Yeah, yeah. In a wig. Yes, with rainbows. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for those of us that are straight acting to uh, appreciate that it was those people who couldn't yeah. hide, who were, were so often exactly. um, trans or, um, uh, or incredibly effeminate or queer or incredibly butch um, mm. on kind of like the gender spectrum that they occupied. They could do nothing but be, yeah. um, uh, but be queer and be coded as queer. And mm. so they had to make things better. Yeah. And so our lives and our existences have been lifted up by the fact that they weren't able to blend in in the way that sometimes you still hear it from gay people yeah um yeah exactly mm. and i think that before this i think that this hopefully is like hopefully it's a moment for the straight people watching but the idea that i feel like they might think that like albert just doesn't 
is so self-absorbed and so hysterical and whatever. Probably doesn't even understand or hear what people are thinking about him. Probably doesn't realise they're laughing at him. Mm -hmm. And this scene was like, oh no, he knows. Like he 100% knows. He's heard those words before. Mm -hmm. That wasn't just a hypothetical. I just wanted so much to help you. And you hate me. You both hate me. Oh, God. Effort. We don't hate you. They put uh, Albert into a into a suit with like slicked back hair, mm -hmm. and he looks so uncomfortable yep. in his own skin. Mm -hmm. Um, sits down, automatically tries to cross his legs, and then stops. Then tries to like lean on his hands, and stops doing that as well. And is just like, yeah. policing every yep. little um thing that he's doing. And I, again, think that this is meant to be played for laughs, but actually that's how, when you're trying to hide mm -hmm. your gender or sexuality, that is 100% how you feel all of the time, and it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and he has uh, this, this line where it's like, I wanted so much to help you, but you hate me. You both hate me. Mm -hmm. And then... And so what would have been brilliant in this, if somebody had said, no, we love you, mm, yeah, but they don't. Never, they they just never say, say that. No, they mm. just say, no one hates you, as um, uh, as Albert runs off. As they do everything to say that. There's a line in it that, like, again, Robin Williams, it's so frustrating because he has so many single lines where it feels like he's going to redeem himself. And then the actual actions and the rest of it don't, that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And the line is when he says, do me a favour, Val, don't talk to me for a while. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I wish we'd had more of that internal what's going on in Robin Williams' character's head. I'm just calling Robin Williams now. Mm -hmm. Armand's head. Yeah. Um, is that he's like clearly not comfortable with what's happening. He's clearly torn between these two men that he loves. Mm. He's torn between wanting to do right by his son, but not upset. And I think in this, like if we got more of that inside of his head where he's like, this is for the rest of my son's life and this is one day for Albert and like trying to justify it to himself because he doesn't want to disappoint either of them but he's going to have to disappoint one of them mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's like trying to do collateral control, damage control and just that line of like he's not okay with it he's like I need to like I'm doing this for you but we ca I cannot even look at you right now mm -hmm. it's like such a it was such a powerful line but again kept getting undercut by like him just being a dickhead to Albert again and you were like oh it was so close you had such good such good things in the script they just needed to be like rearranged slightly to mm. like feel like it was building to a crescendo rather than like jumps and starts i told albert he could stay you you did what why why because he told me his heart was breaking and he's my friend and companion but who will we say he is your uncle my uncle Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's just forget the whole thing. So after they basically deduce that Albert cannot play it straight, cannot look like Uncle Al, mm -hmm. they're going to have to bring in the mother. I mean, they kind of, I feel like they knew they had to bring in the mother yes, anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, they needed a the, female. Uh, so they go to, to see this woman who Val has literally never met before in his life and who they haven't spoken to in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Odd. But yeah. now she's a incredibly successful fitness magnate. Yeah, that's. I think that's what it was, which is a very kind of like random thing. I was looking for like some kind of like pun or thematic thing or whatever, or like a reason. And I was like, oh no, they, I think they just had a set and they were like, we're going to use yeah. it. <laughs> we, that's a location we can get. Why don't I just ask your mother? My mother? What are you talking about? My mother wouldn't do it. Would she? How do we know? Well, she hasn't seen me in 20 years. It's a pretty good indication. No, it isn't. 20 years ago, she was a young girl, scared, broke. But now... You can't be serious. 
Oh, it's very unfair of you to try to talk Val into this, Armand. He has every reason not to. Do you really think she'd do it? My mother. They set up basically that this woman clearly used to be a performer. Armand is a director and was back then. They kind mm-hmm. of knew each other from that. It was this kind of heterosexual affair that he had where he was like, I don't know, I thought I'd try it with a woman once and see what happens. I've been there. Oh, had a, had a, had a fun time. Luckily he didn't get a Val didn't out of there because he's a dickhead. As far as I know, anyway. I'm going to imagine cool. just Val comes back and it's like, <laughs> like, imagine the opposite happens. It's like, yeah. my lesbian parents, I need a man. And you're like, oh, do I have news for you? Oh my God, that's a sequel. Oh, that would be Brilliant. so good. Um, so they basically go, she and Armand kind of like have what at first seems like it's just going to be a reminiscing about like, do you remember how it used to be? Mm-hmm. They do like, a, they're like, they start to do a full routine yeah. where they clearly they remember it. Um, and you think that's going to be like how they're, how because albert's come but he's outside is going to walk in and see this happen Mm -hmm. but then they like end up on the sofa and it becomes increasingly clear that the mother still really fancies Uh, or like fancies him more because he's more masculine she wants a nostalgia fuck yeah oh god and it is because he's more masculine now because he's grown out his chest and she says so much more masculine not subtle and i was like (laughs) oh no i was like oh this is a bad time Mm -hmm. um and i really wanted her to just be this like this woman who was like, oh, it was just a fair head a long time ago. And like, of course, I'll give you some help. And it was more of a yeah. misunderstanding thing. And like, Armand's clearly very uncomfortable with what's happening. And that's exactly when Albert walks in and is when like the shirt's unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. And, and Armand's like, please, it's silk, be careful. <laughs> um, and she's like got his hat, her hand all over his chest. Yeah, she's, she's assaulting him. <laughs> but then she, nothing happens. She's just... She's still coming yeah, to the yeah, dinner. No, it's <laughs> fine. Like, what? Um, it's because Val is a sociopath and they mm. need to please him. Oh, God. Val Come is on. the original boss baby. He's literally... <laughs> Where did all this hair come from? Hmm? Wasn't your chest smooth? Well, I shaved it for the show. I wanted to look so young. Oh, it's so much nicer this way. So much more masculine. <laughs> so much hair. <laughs> Come on, let me touch it. Ooh, what a beautiful chain. Look how it glitters in that thick black nest of hair. Come on, unbutton your shirt. Oh, please, please I be careful. That's silk. Your chest. Your beautiful be hairy you chest. Oh. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Miss Archer. I couldn't stop him. Albert. <gasps> And there's some great lines in that scene as well. Mm-hmm. The bit where she says, like, she sort of, like, doesn't even apologise. She's like, oh, you know, I was never really very maternal. Yeah, I and yeah. Armand's like, oh, don't worry, I'm very maternal. And Albert's practically a breast. <laughs> even, as, even as it is, like, enforcing within this world of, like, gender stereotypes and gender binaries mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. it's still, it was just, like, so interesting to see this relationship between this woman who's, like, She's like, I'm yeah, not maternal, and they're it. like, yeah, fair enough. Like, mm-hmm. we, we are, it worked out. I got Val, you got, like, this money in this business, and, like, mm-hmm. everything was great. Um, and then she has a bit where she pops the champagne between her legs like a dick, and I was like, <laughs> yes. this is great. I feel like this She, she literally goes, well, I was never exactly, pops champagne from between her legs, maternal. <laughs> I normally drink vegetable juice during business hours, but for this, let's drink to Senator Keeley's daughter and our Val. I'm afraid I haven't done much for him in the last 20 years. Oh, don't worry about that, really. I'm not exactly maternal. Oh, oh I am. Oh, don't worry about that, I'm very maternal. And Albert's practically abreast. We're now preparing for the Keeleys to arrive. They're on the run. There's been this kind of B-plot of the Keeleys trying to run away from the press. 
which isn't hugely funny and convoluted. And I'm like, I could live without this actually yeah. being. I'm a like, part the of stakes the movie. were high enough. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I don't think we really needed the underage black prostitute, but you know, sure, fine. The Keelys arrive, um, and they play off of the fact that not only is this family homophobic, but they're also probably anti-Semitic as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> because they're not the so Armand's uh, surname is Goldman. Uh, and they've been saying that it's Coleman. Do they not think that when it comes to the actual wedding, when they see official papers of the people, they won't well, notice? Well, here's the thing. that Do you have any reason why these two people shouldn't be married is at the very beginning before the names are said. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you missed your chance. <laughs> I can't stop I it now. It's a runaway to... train. Val, this is my father and this is my mother. This is Val Coleman. How do you do? Coleman or Coldman? Coleman. The D is silent. Val's mum is running late. She's in traffic. Mm -hmm. So they start it uh, without her. uh, And so it's just Armand, Val, and then the three Keelys. And everything's going swimmingly really, really well. Every now and again... um, uh... Well, swimmingly is quite a strong word for what's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so they've completely stripped out the whole house it looks like just an empty shell they've hung a crucifix with a on massive the wall. crucifix on the wall with like a dead jesus on it yeah and some old looking books that they um have found in like a jumble sale somewhere <laughs> and it's uh, a really long time before we actually get to a point that uh it turns out the mum's not going to be there and they're going to start eating without her but then beautifully and wonderfully <sighs> Albert has decided to get into his best middle-aged lady drag. Um, Massive pearls, and you need massive pearls Mm -hmm. when you're a drag queen because it makes the rest of you look smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, A huge, fuck-ugly bow on the front. Um, uh, It's very Dolores Umbridge chic. It is very Dolores Umbridge. That's exactly what I was reaching for. Um, Or Dame Edna, but with normal hair and sans, sans glasses. Uh, turns up and just starts ad-libbing, I'm the, I'm the mother, I'm Mrs. Coldman, Goldman. Yeah, um, uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And it's really funny because I knew, obviously like I knew that that like twist was coming, but I wonder if people who went to see it, do you know what I mean? Like if it was, cause I don't feel like that was something that was like Albert had never mentioned that that could be an option before uh-huh, yeah. for the, like that wasn't like a plan that they rejected. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I kind of like, I wish that I had that moment of like, no, like re- like for the first time seeing that entrance because it was absolutely delightful and I and it was and it came after literally the most boring speech by um, Senator <laughs> Keeley about yeah. the seasons watching the seasons changed as he drove yeah. through the states and he was like purple mountains orange leaves <laughs> and I was like why are straight men so boring like, <laughs> this is so true to life Stop like being so heterophobic. Oh, man, the worst oh, it's so nice to meet you Mrs Coleman. Goldman? I thought the D was silent. It is pronounced Coleman, isn't it? We've had some confusion. Oh, yes, Coleman. Uh, the D is silent in America. It's uh, called Dillomont, or Coal of the Isle of Man, in France, where Armand's chateau is, and Coldman in Greece, where Armand's work is, and finally the vulgar Coleman in Florida, where Armand's home is. So actually, we don't know where we are until we hear our last name pronounced. Oh! <laughs> no, 
that explains it. Um, but yeah, no, it was such a... Albert also does a really good job of playing at and leaning into the conservative woman that he's obviously now, oh, like, portraying. So he's brilliant. really method, like, really, like, well, I say that we should just abort the... Uh, just kill the mothers. I know that the ch- that means that the fetus also gets aborted, but it was going to die anyway. It's the bit that it, it comes in, like... You come into the conversation halfway through. So you don't know, you don't know how the hell they've got to this point. But Albert's like, well, obviously I'm not saying you should kill the abortion doctors. <laughs> it's like, how did we get here? Um, but it's great. And there's all the stuff about like gays in the military. And like Albert's in his element. And it's the other two who are like falling apart beside him and like yeah. sweating and like trying to stop this happening. But like Albert's absolutely being brilliant and like charming this guy and like, yeah. doing exactly what he's doing and being a performer, which is his fucking career. Yeah. And it's so good. And it's just and like the, the, vindication the, for Albert. I'm like so into it. And the Keeleys are 100% lapping it up. Senator Keeley loves her because she's pretending to be this um, housewife who doesn't think that women should work, mm-hmm. um, who thinks that gays shouldn't perform in the performance. <laughs> That's what the gays do in the military. The military. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. Stop the doctors, you'll stop the abortions. Well, that's ridiculous. The doctors are only doing their jobs. If you're going to kill someone, kill the mothers. That'll stop them. Let me see you for a moment, dear. Oh, I know what you're going to say. If you kill the mother, the fetus dies too. But the fetus is going to be aborted anyway, so why not let it go down with the ship? There's a point where... Albert has a little bit of a wig malfunction <laughs> and the wig literally turns 180 degrees on his head <laughs> and it looks slightly odd. So they shuffle him off. Um, they all go to the toilet together. They and all like, go to the toilet And they're together. basically doing that thing where you're really awkward and you're like, what we're all going to the toilet together. <laughs> like, oh, it's so nice. Here we are. And they're like all kind of like vaguely like trying to hide yeah. everyone else in the group, like shuffling backwards towards the toilet. And it just leaves the, the Keelys together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then... Val's mum turns up. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Who's wearing, by the way, a beautifully cut um, uh, power suit? She is an absolute fashion icon. She is a goddess. You say she's a fashion icon. Um, it's Christine Bernese. 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 Um, she plays a significant role in um, The Grinch. And so I can't ever see her as anything... Other than a who, which is, which is a bit of a shame. Your mother's a who, Val. <laughs> yeah. You must be Senator and Mrs. Keeley, Catherine Goldman. I'm delighted to meet you. Please forgive me for being so terribly late. Sorry to take so stuck long, traf- Barbara wanted to see... What is she doing here? Let me explain. Yes, please do. Explain it to all of us. Uh, I, I don't want to embarrass this lovely lady, but exactly how many mothers does your son have? So obviously this is like where the absolute crescendo of the movie is where it's like they can no longer hide what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and and at this point, I'm going to say it right now, Val did not earn this nope. line that nope. he has at all. This is my mother. These are my parents. Yeah. Well, it would no. be nice if you actually fucking treated them like it, you twat. And we had no moment of revelation for him. Mm-hmm. He was backed into a corner and he had to either lie and keep lying but he he'd been worked himself up so much like this it was that moment of like oh it's my only option mm-hmm. <clears throat> senator keely uh i don't know if this helps but i want you to know that i meant every word i said to you about a return to family values and and a stricter moral code i feel like i'm insane look it's really very simple armand and well, i would she called you mother coleman you kevin kevin nothing's changed it's still me with one Tiny difference. Well, 
Not tiny. <laughs> so it's at this point that I've only just realised why um, the press chasing the Keeleys is important. This whole convoluted B story has... is because of the fun ending. Because <laughs> because they now have a load of press outside the club, outside the house, yeah. and they have to sneak out somehow. And this is why we end up seeing Senator Keeley um, in drag. Mm-hmm. And quite beautifully, actually. Yeah. Very cute. They also did... I think that was a really interesting... Again, like, felt more to do with, like, a drama or a yeah. tragedy or whatever. In, in the end, that you're like, oh, I don't know if this actually has changed their opinion. Do you know what I mean? Like, they didn't, they yeah. didn't have yeah, the changing yeah, yeah, your yeah. opinion scene. Because they very clearly hadn't made... It wasn't like they made such a good impression. He was like, oh, the gays are nice after all. They yeah. made a terrible impression. Like, yeah, they, made a terrible it impression. Was a and then now he's only getting into drag so that he can sneak out. So yeah. That the and like, and then they're like, oh, him. and then they got married at the end. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. We have, I mean, like, so before the, like, the, the press come in, we have this moment where... But this, the Keelys are like, come with us, Barbara. Uh-huh. And that's when she says, I would really... I really think I would have liked to be part of this family and i was like barbara you're too yeah, good for this yeah. you're too good for him um and i love you so much um and then he says and then Sandra Keeley is leaving just goes i hope this won't influence your vote <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i just want to say uh, mr and mrs uh, mr uh, whatever your name is um i hope this doesn't influence your vote senator Keeley. But then, if they hadn't had to get Senator Keeley into drag to sneak him out, they would have just left. Yeah, that would have been the Oh end. my god, I've just realised that. And they wouldn't have gotten married. No. Maybe that would have been the better yeah, ending. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, like, it's really, it's like, it's a Maybe great... they, they, um, uh, they get rid of Val, they adopt Barb, and then live a beautiful life together there in we South go. Beach. There we go, we fixed it. We fixed the movie. Dad, couldn't the Keeley slip out with the audience at the end of the show? No, they're waiting for that. They'll be recognized in two seconds. Not necessarily. But yeah, so they go out in the drag. The drag is amazing. Um, There's a great scene where the mum, like a guy starts dancing with her in drag. It's like, I've never danced with a man before. And you think that she's going to be like, oh my goodness, like in the beginning when she's like, oh, Kevin. Um, (laughs) But she's just like, oh, first time for everything. (laughs) It's like... Oh, and this and it's going. I don't want to be the only girl not dancing with somebody. <laughs> don't leave me. And I think it was just really annoying because I was like, these are such great lines. But yeah. I just wish again that there'd been some kind of lead up to them. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, it's this was this script has so many good lines, so many good, so much good pathos in terms of the lines where they would break your heart and they would make you laugh out loud on your own, which I think is a the show for me of a good comedy. Mm-hmm. Is that often if I'm watching on my laptop and I'm watching like a sitcom comedy, I won't ever actually laugh out loud. I'll just kind of be like. Mm. Uh, like, like when you watch mm. Friends without the laugh track yeah and you're like Friends yeah. was never funny which one is the mother I just don't know so yeah so it ends with the wedding so clearly Val and Barbara end up getting married the Keelys give their approval Albert being at the wedding having a little cry mm-hmm. Armand being at the wedding having a little cry like though that was a really nice touch Val's mum crying as well and like that Every, everyone's being emotional everything's great why are we ending on a shot of Val and Barbara being straight in a freeze frame uh, because that's 
<laughs> you can't justify no, it, does it? No and do you want to know what? The thing that made me so angry about this, I'm bringing it back to Lacage, but I think the reason why is because this is, they're basically the same, but with the tiniest tweaks, they made it for gay people and not straight people. Yeah. And the ending of, the ending of Lacage was, so like to put into context, Lacage, they, they, all they knew was they wanted to adapt it and they had the song I Am What I Am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think that's so powerful that they had this song where it's like, we want this affirmation song that was written by an openly gay man. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of Lacage, the end shot is Armand and Albert in this swell of orchestral music mm. going up the steps alone on stage and silhouetted in the background and kissing and that's and then it goes to blackout and it oh, is that's so beautiful. beautiful and I cry so much every single time it happens and I know it's coming and I'm like oh, come on Ron you can keep it together and I'm like no I can't I can't keep it together because we've seen like affection between them through the whole thing and we've yeah. seen this love story and they've sung love songs to each other but we've not properly seen them have this like moment yeah. together where they're like being that physically intimate and it's beautiful and then this one ended on like the fun straight wedding thing and as we pointed out they never actually said i don't even know if they said i love you to they each don't. other through the whole thing they, they don't never say i love kissed. you they don't kiss i want to know what rating this is because i reckon this film is a 15 and there is no reason why it should be because this film does not have any swearing in it that i can remember whatever and i genuinely think it's one of those cases where a film's age rating is is pushed up because of having gay content it's r yeah it's 15 is it wait is that 15 yeah it's 15 is r a 15 r, r, r is american 15 there's nc 17 15 it's not even 15 it's you have to be accompanied by an adult if you're under 16 what yeah this is a fucking pg movie like this is a this is a movie that's that what? should have been rated pg Oh, fuck this movie. Actually, fuck society. Yeah. Society ruined this film. Society did ruin this movie. Well, because they just wanted to make a, ma- a mainstream culture fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Right? Oh, that's bloody annoying. And I think it was pulled together by the performances of some of the characters, some of the actors in it, who mm-hmm. were doing a lot with something that I think was pandering a lot to straight people's sensibilities. In order to put it into context, um, so this movie came out in 1996, in the middle of the Clinton administration and towards the end of the HIV AIDS epidemic. Uh, And was kind of like, and as we said, was a remake of like a queer classic. But like we were saying, this wasn't made for queer people. This was a Robin Williams 1990s movie mm-hmm. and it's not his fault um but his his is probably not the audience that is necessarily um going to be super queer friendly in the 1990s the 1990s were a much better decade than the 80s but that's also like saying um i'd rather jump off a cliff than be hit by a car fair yeah very fair <laughs> so i think it's really interesting to frame this movie from the kind of clash that comes between queer liberation and queer equality. Um, and so this... And queer assimilation. Yes, yeah, 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 right. So this is kind of... Um, it portrays these uh, this gay couple as a microcosm of queer liberation. They have been able to be build, build and be whatever they want to be. But and then they're in accepted order... within the community that they're in, yeah, that they're yeah, seen as valuable. Exactly. Yeah. But as soon as they're viewed for a wider context in the rest of their country, um, they are encouraged to assimilate. But you could end up arguing that this 
idea of like a of, of like gay marriage this might have made people think that uh, LGBT people well same sex couples should be able to get married um, and it may have been able to kind of like plant those seeds of well actually maybe gays aren't that bad but you would have also been critical of Albert for being too effeminate. You would also have been um, critical of um, uh, kind of like lifestyle choices mm-hmm. and all of those kinds of things. And I think it puts it uh, like now that we have about 20 years of hindsight, we can see that perhaps, like maybe I'm optimistic, but I think that perhaps society is moving further, like closer towards the South Beach queer life or at least that's kind of like the in the west at least rather than us being fully assimilated i'm kind of optimistic about it what do you think i mean i think that there's i mean okay so i have there's a video on my channel which is quite popular which is to do (laughs) that sounded really wanky i didn't mean it to (laughs) in context um which is about including lgbt characters in children's films Uh uh-huh it's and a good it's a good having, video you should oh, actually watch it. Mm-hmm. Having read the comments on that, which I think I might have even disabled the comments at this point. Mm. A lot of people are not okay with like gay mm. people raising children, gay people being acknowledged by children, children even finding out about people that people can be gay, all this kind of stuff. And mm. so I feel like there's still certain sticking points in this story because I think it's like drag club is one thing, gay couple is mm-hmm. one thing. Um them raising a child together is one thing. Like, each of these are little separate bits that I feel like you might well find people who are like, well, I suppose that they can raise a child together, but they can't get married. Yeah. Like, I suppose they can get married, but drag oh, is look, a bit too gay. Oh, look, at and least like, they have palimony papers. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's basically the same They've as actually, marriage, right? Gay, gay men can't actually commit to each other, but mm-hmm. these ones do seem to have made the effort as far as they can. <laughs> and, like, all this kind of stuff, and you're yeah. like, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that this there is complexities here in terms of, like, that aren't really addressed here, but in terms of the context of um, the kind of gay liberation movement, that, like, gay marriage can be seen in two different lenses, right? It can be seen in the lens of, like, this is assimilation, mm-hmm. this is, like, we're trying to be heterosexual people in these marriage agreements. But then you can also see it under the shadow of, like, the AIDS epidemic of, like, mm, if these people had had the ability to get married and, like, have that fish share, share their wealth and stuff, look share health care, look yeah. after each other, like, it's, it's, it's complicated. And I think you would never... That, that That's something that is one of those subjects that I think a truly iconic queer film will deal with in a, mm-hmm. in a in a similar way i think to i'm like go with me here the way that black panther is being celebrated by a lot of black people as being black film not just because it has a lot of black actors in it but because mm-hmm. the issues it's dealing with are like inter-community issues right, around yeah. questions that black oh, people really have that differs from each other where it's like how do we create black liberation what does that look like what is the relationship between mm-hmm. African-American people and people who are African and live on the continent. Like, those those questions which don't even involve white people at all. Mm-hmm. It's not a question of, like, racism, is it bad or good? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, here, is, here are some things that black people disagree on or have complex thoughts about. Let's actually portray that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a, I, I really long for a queer movie that isn't for straight audiences, that feels like it's doing something similar in terms of looking at an issue within the community that gay people disagree on. And mm-hmm. I do think that actually the equivalent kind of is assimilation versus activism versus acceptance versus tolerance, mm-hmm. which is um, one of those, one of these things that I think this kind of starts to deal with, but because it's made, well, this feels like it's made for the straight audience in mind, it doesn't quite 
push itself it has kind of like a lukewarm idea of like oh maybe sort of accept yourself but mm-hmm. also oh, we never really say that explicitly and uh val has no <laughs> val has no soul val, val has no soul the end but everyone's <laughs> fine and we, we're kind of also fine with senator keely at the end yeah. because he's a trash bag human but i suppose he let his daughter get married to a man who has gay fathers so mm-hmm. like sure so it should be fine yeah you put that far more articulately than i did blop, blop, blop. well done For each film that we review on the Queer Movie Podcast, we enjoy giving them two separate ratings because one just wasn't enough. The first one is the queer rating where we award each movie uh, a certain number of the bars of the rainbow flag um, and we also like to specify what colour as well. And then there's also the cishet rating which is the percentage through which a cishet person would watch the movie. Did that make sense as English? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying. Uh, what's your What's your queer rating for this particular movie? So I feel like mine is really informed backwards and forwards by Lacage being so like close to my heart. Is mm-hmm. that like I feel like I'm like, am I giving it too much recognition? Because I'm kind of like emotionally getting the fallout of Lacage, but then at the same time I'm like, am I being too critical of it because I have seen something that's so similar and done so much better? Um, but I reckon I'm gonna give it a four out of six. You're gonna give it a four. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of potential there. And I felt like I, it like got me emotionally a lot. And I felt like I laughed a lot. And like the whole package itself might not fully work for me. But mm-hmm. overall, I kind of like, it was all right. Okay. Definitely it doesn't get the red one because that's the sexuality. That's sensuality sex, one. life, passion. What are the, uh, and I feel like it didn't get the purple. It didn't get the spirit one. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm only going to give it two. Fair. So I'm giving it. Uh, the green, mm-hmm. which is nature, because heteronormativity mm-hmm. is natural. It's not. It's not natural. Oh, nailed it. And uh, then I'm also going to give it yellow, because of vi- because that means vitality. Mm. Um, and I think that Albert's yeah. performance brings vitality oh, to the rest nice. of the movie. So what doesn't it have? What the four doesn't have? So it doesn't have life and sexuality and... Or um, harmony, right? Uh, yeah, uh, so that's red. Healing and friendship is orange. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, harmony and artistry is blue. And spirit and gratitude is purple. Doesn't have any of those. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, like, it doesn't have none of that. Kind of, I'm kind of like, maybe it is too, because it doesn't think it has any of those ones. But I'm yeah. going to say, well, I think I... Think I I'm just a very generous soul. <laughs> Um, so what about the cishet rating? How much of this film do you think? Oh, they're going to watch all of it. This oh, yeah, is 100% cishet. Yeah, this was made for cishet people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 100%. Cool. There's no Great. point. Unless they have, <laughs> even if they have some self-awareness, I feel like they just wouldn't. They'd just be like, oh, I'm nothing like Senator Keeley. Oh, 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 oh gay men are so funny. And then that would be the end. No, I agree. They'd watch it all. Good. Um, for how would them. you make it gayer? It's always a question we like to ask. Make it Lacage fall. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like, what, make them get them, give them to kiss. Like have have it be more complicated. Get them sing I am what I am and song on the sand. Uh huh. Um, I haven't seen Lacage fall. Um, and so I would have liked. I want more of a focus on the fact that this is a really beautiful relationship that Armand and Albert have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have loved to have seen a movie's interpretation of what a kid who is proud to have been raised by like 
a couple of gay yeah. parents who are clearly such strong pillars of the queer mm-hmm. and the wider community yeah. where where he ended up growing up. Yeah. Um, having uh, feel conflict, having feel guilt. It didn't. Like, it yeah. It didn't it, feel yeah, like right. this is where um, Val. I, it didn't feel like this was the household that Val grew up in. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that that was a shame. There was a big disconnect there yeah. from. Call it not calling Albert like his mother or yeah, parent, yeah. calling him like an uncle or an auntie or whatever. Um, that felt very disjointed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Queer Movie Podcast. Oh, lovely. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook so you can help us decide the next movie. Uh, subscribe on iTunes or on your podcatcher uh, and give us a ton of ratings because that's really important when you're a new podcast like us. Please love us. Leave us a review. Tell us you like us. <laughs> and also in the reviews, tell us if you... Like, I mean, obviously tell us if you like us, but also whatever episode you're listening to at the time, tell us what you think about the yeah, film because yeah, I really yeah, want to know yeah, what people yeah. think as well. Yeah, we'll start having like um, uh, listener engagement soon Ooh, as well. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm going to have a wee. Yeah, piss off. Literally. Yeah. Thank you. I'm hilarious. This is the comedy podcast now, Chaz. Hi, uh, editing Jazza. Um, Current Jazza has gone to loot. I'm going to see in the time it takes you to wee whether I can eat a square of chocolate without you realising. So maybe the last time, the first thing you'll hear of this is in this edit. Nom, nom, nom. Is this ASMR? Am I ASMRing you right now? Are you feeling the tingles on the back of your neck? Okay, Ryan, stop talking. Keep eating. <laughs> Dumb. You won't know until this edit. What I just did. It was Galaxy Chocolate Cookie Crumble, in case you're wondering. Okay, so that increases the fantasy. It was delightful. <laughs>